welcome to the party. Welcome, baby, welcome, hold up. Welcome, baby, welcome. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby, welcome. Oh, no, no. Welcome, baby, welcome. Welcome to the party, bung bung. It's your man Claytron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the PhD of podcasting, aka the milkman. Because I always deliver. And uh, you're here listening to episode 80, what, 8? 88 of the Welcome to the Party podcast. Uh, and this is this is a very important episode. This is important because we have another special guest. Yes, we're back on the guests. We have got a uh, friend of the show, past friend of the show, director, writer, producer, actor, uh, you know, show business extraordinaire. Uh, Sean Hartofelis, we had him on, you know, about six months ago to talk about Beach Pillows and he has a new movie, Kova Donga, uh, coming out on the 31st of October, Halloween. Yes, yes. And you know, Clay has been doing a little bit of Clay's reviews uh, for Shocktober and Kova Donga actually fits in very well with uh, the genre of movie I've been watching. So everybody get to kovadonga.film on the internet uh, to get yourself some kovadonga action and uh, yeah man we've got we've got Sean Hartofelis here so everybody all my stewies please make my friend my guest Sean Hartofelis feel welcome Sean Hartofelis so be easy and free when you're drinking with me. I'm a man you don't meet every day. How, how's uh, the family and everything I've seen? I've been keeping up with uh, the, the kids and stuff on your, through your Instagram. Awesome, man. Um, yeah, they're well. They're, they're kind of, you know, that's life, um, gratefully, uh, right now. So my wife is an ER resident. And, uh, so she's, she's a doctor and she, she works super long hours. Um, so, um, it's, um, a lot of just me and them, uh, you know, after I get home from working in the morning and on the weekends. Um, so it's great. It's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, but I, I, I take a lot of pictures of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, typical, typical dad sort of stuff, but, um, you're, you're keeping pretty busy as well with, with Howl Alert and, and the release of Kovadonga coming up in, uh, on Halloween. That's right. COVID, yep. Um, Kovadonga's out on Halloween at Kovadonga.film. You can get all the information there and there's, you know, a ton of extras and videos up there now, um, to hold you over. Um, but yeah, the idea and the songs from the movie. So the idea is it's kind of one-stop shopping and, um, you know, you could, get it up on your TV in any number of ways, uh, smart TV setups, um, you know, Apple TV, Roku, uh, Amazon fire, uh, and all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm psyched about it. And, um, and it's, yeah, it's like a, a couple of weeks here. Yeah. And, uh, I was lucky enough to get a little preview of it. You sent me a link, um, you know, six months ago or something. Uh, was there any changes made from what I saw? Um, you know, 
I would say not not that bare mentioning. No, not really. I, I, I'm having to make some like 11th hour, um, just one one music tweak to uh, to a track, um, but kind of using the same composition, just a different recording. So um, no, no, it's you, you saw the movie. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so the the. I don't want to, it's hard to talk about because I don't want to, I don't want to give I found that. too much away. I found that. I, uh, I, I was telling you, I did a podcast the other night and um, kind of establishing the line is interesting. But the, you know, the movie in terms of the description, it's about, um, you know, a guy, a widower mourning his wife at a lake house. Um, she died violently and he's kind of just stewing behaving oddly and we're kind of trying to piece together what's what we're seeing and then uh this guy's property is trespassed upon by a young couple just you know out one night boozing going to uh, a very young couple of kids um take they take his canoe for a ride um and only the boy returns to shore so this guy's you know mind kind of starts running and, and he reacts and the movie is about that and um yeah that's a good jumping off point I'd yeah and I, I guess the interesting thing for me what i what i took from it other than like the mu- the music was obviously very strong and 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 you made you made a point of that uh when you made the film but what what i really took away from it was just the the way he's a he's a good man the 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 main character that you play uh and something that he loves gets taken away from him and a lot of it 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 builds a lot of evil within him which was um you know sometimes obviously not to that extent we we do feel that uh on maybe a day-to-day basis if you know you someone scratches your car or something like that you might have a little tantrum um, and some some bad some bad stuff might come out of you, and and that was very interesting seeing seeing the way this good man turned into into something else. Yeah, sorry, this good man might turn into something else because my son Finn is trying to sneak out of his room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it's funny you're you, you've got really kind of insightful. Finn, please go back in bed now. Um. <laughs> Um, so yes, that's exactly right. It's, uh, um, it's funny. I think people, well, I'm not sure how everyone sees the character. Um, but I think he's obviously behaving, uh, questionably at, at the very least, um, if not, you know, badly, whether or not he thinks it's justified or righteous or whatever. Um, so that's for sure. Um, but I, I tried to kind of, you know, conceive and write and perform the character as somebody you, yeah, you kind of can see what maybe you can empathize with them or you kind of see what they're coming from based on your knowledge of their history. So, um, with respect to his, his wife and stuff. So that, you're exactly right. That's what the movie's about. It's about our, how kind of the inevitable darkness of everyone's past because everyone loses loved ones. Everyone experiences pain and heartbreak of one form or another. But 
inevitably the cycle of life ends in death. So our world is kind of made by how we respond to it. Um, and it's, you know, and the, the title of the film is Covadonga and there's a monologue and allusion to our historical violence and kind of how we're still living it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's what it, what it's about. I think you said it well. That's, uh, Something that I, I actually didn't think about about how how we're still living that violence that has been shown throughout history, and you saying that just then made me think of you know like Charlottesville and stuff like that, and that's yeah that is that that ugliness coming out of um, humanity whether they they've lost you know a loved one or or uh, what they deem as their their rights or um, you know amendments or whatever and. It's yeah. It's just interesting the way the human race reacts to to things like that. Yeah, I think I think there are echoes um, throughout society, culture, time. Um, it's kind of our. <laughs> Hold on one second. Sorry. <laughs> Hold on one second. Yeah. Ben, I'm having a um, phone conversation, a Skype conversation for work. Here, come here, love. Oh gosh! I can't promise that he's not gonna come back. But uh, that's not a problem at all. Yeah, no, it's normally super cool. Um, I can't really lay the hammer down on the podcast though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. not in 2018. <laughs> no, uh, he's uh, he's the sweetest kid in the world. It's 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 wonderful. Um, but so right, yeah, exactly as you say. Um, it's kind of the struggle of our species because we have stories that we tell each other and that's kind of our strength. That's how we collectively um, progress and have. But, um, you know, when we're talking about different societies, cultures, perspectives, ethnicities, whatever, and you've got this historical conflict that they hang on to, um, and it's basically, at the end of the day, everybody feels the same. We're all related. We're all from the same family. So it's really just um, differences of perspective, which is like literally geographic perspective, whatever. Mm. Um, and those are the battles where we, we continue to fight. So, you know, people have the solution as far as, you know, I can tell is forgiveness. Um, and that's kind of, uh, spoken to in the movie a, a little bit. Not, I, I don't know what it's not, um, executed. I don't think ultimately, but, um, anyway, um, the, uh, yeah, that's the way I see it. But I think you, you, um, you say it well. And you mentioned, uh, uh us all being from the same family and uh, funnily enough, your father actually acts in in this film alongside you. Has he got any acting experience before this? Yeah, he studied growing up. Um, you know, he's a New York guy or grew up in Queens, and um, he studied a little bit in the city and um, kind of wanted to act and has always had a passion for you know old films and. And stuff like that so um 
he yeah he had experience as a young man and i he and i performed opposite each other in a short film i did for like a a, a funnier dive video so, oh, okay uh, so yeah so we we had like a baseline there and i knew that he was good and um yeah it's cool it's it's amazing to work across from him uh or to work with him it's like you know the most rewarding thing and then um but it's also like i i wouldn't do it if he wasn't really good if i didn't think he was like the man for the job so it's um it's fun to be able to show him off yeah that's um i was i was impressed uh, obviously i went into it knowing knowing that um he was he was in it just from our previous conversation but um yeah i was i was impressed with him and and it was good you i mean you don't bear too much of a resemblance either so it wasn't it wasn't like this weird thing where this this cop knocks on the door and looks just like you or anything like that right right yeah it's not like my doppelganger yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think he uh he fits the bill a lot of people have mentioned Columbo, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he's, uh, he pulls it off for sure. Yeah. No. Um, and there was two things that I actually texted you about once I watched the film, there was a, a shaving scene. Right, right, right. And I was, I was like, uh, grimacing watching it. I thought you were going to cut your face off or something. You were shaving so aggressively. Nice. Yeah. Did anything um, go wrong filming that <laughs> no nothing went wrong um i'm really glad you and other people have mentioned uh that scene and some of the other ones from early in the movie because that's amidst uh, like a 20 minute section to begin the film where there's no dialogue you're just watching this guy doing different things um kind of seemingly unrelated and and um mysterious um <laughs> uh, obviously every you know a lot of people shave but uh yeah he's taking specific care and aggression um so i'm yeah i'm glad that just didn't bore you one and uh, uh no it's like you know it's movie magic we uh i i definitely was trying to um and it's one take you know so you kind of see that this guy shaving his entire face you know a lot of times shaving scenes no pun intended are like cut up um yep. but but this one's a long take with like a camera move. So um, it's supposed to build and then kind of erupt a little bit. Um, but uh, no, we were pretty safe. <laughs> and um, the the music as well. So you did you you wrote and performed all of that music? Um, well, the the live performances in the movie, I. I wrote all of the songs except the very first and the very last in the movie are traditionals, Irish traditional songs. So um, those are just covers. Um, although I did rework a verse in I'm a Man You Don't Meet Every Day, the first one. Um, but yeah, the rest I wrote and performed. The, the electronic music is from a band or a person called Witches, which is my buddy Mike Hughes, who was in the band The Deadly Syndrome that provided the music a lot of the music for beach pillows so he's my great friend and he had this album actually wrote it before the movie that the electronic stuff you hear in uh in Covadonga and basically I was like okay oh, this could be great um for it when it, when I was writing it I was like that, that could be great to like contrast the acoustic stuff and um and then when I started laying it in it was like every 
every song fit a scene and it wasn't like two songs fit a scene it was like every song had its scene so it worked out great and mike and i are, are in sync like that or have been yeah i i definitely noticed that there was um yeah the the, the songs were, were fitting and it specifically when that that young couple arrives on his property uh and i think he was on the on the balcony or something singing mm -hmm. a song and that yeah that, there was just something about that that was so eerie um and i think the fact that it's a lake house uh, i think lake houses are uh, a, a staple in in horror movies almost um, big time it's so, almost a genre, a genre unto itself yeah so that was uh just once you saw those those two um those two teens uh, getting on the boat, uh, you knew something was about to happen, and that that song added to that, and it was very powerful. Cool, man. I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you felt it. Yeah. I, uh, you want to know something funny? Yes. That song is called "Change Your Ground." Um, I wrote that for Beach Pillows. Uh, there's a scene in the bar towards the end of Beach Pillows in a bar where a song's playing and Nick kind of points, he references the song. He's like, you know, things are going to turn around. And Morgan's like, you know, this is about the civil rights movement. We're two middle-class white kids from the suburbs. And, yeah. um, so that's that song. So I wanted, you know, I change, um, I think a change is going to come was in the script, Sam cook. And, you know, I looked into getting that and, you know, like many rivers to cross, like a couple different things. Um, uh, cleared or whatever, uh, licensed and, you know, barely anybody could get that music license. So, um, I obviously couldn't and under rightfully so, but so I wrote a song and had this girl, Angie Korea from a band called Koreatown record it. And that's played in the movie as like this older song, but that's what I play on the, on the deck there. So uh, I'm glad you liked it. But well, nobody, that's. I don't think I don't think like my super fan, like somebody I, I don't think I have a, a super fan necessarily. But I don't think anybody would necessarily recognize that because it's, you know, it's such a. It sounds different. Honestly, it sounds different because it's a whole different kind of uh, production. But it's interesting. Yeah, and I think I think I texted you saying that I could I could hear the Irish coming out of you a bit when you were singing. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean that's. Um, well, the first and the last songs are Irish songs, so I kind of that inflection is almost intentional. Oh, okay. And <laughs> but in general, um, yeah, I mean, I sing a lot of honestly Irish music. Um, Luke Kelly and Shane McGowan, and you know, a bunch of Irish singers. Um, but those two specifically inspired me to kind of want to to want to do this and put myself out there. They inspired me to, I've, you know, I've played, played the guitar since I was in college. My, my roommate Julian started me on it. He was like a, a music major and a great guitarist. So I've been playing for, you know, 18 years now. And, um, so where was I going with this? Um, Oh, so I, I, in the past, you know, a couple, my mom's from Ireland. She's one of 10 from County Derry and she's the only one who came over to America. So I've got uh, most of my, you know, I've got like hundreds of cousins. Most of my family is in Ireland and we used to go there for full summers growing up. And uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's where Walls Farm, the name of my production company comes to. That's my mother's maiden name is Walls. And we basically grew up or 
during the summers anyway on on a farm um which was great um very formative as you might imagine um but but yeah i just i i almost got back into that music i've always loved irish music and it was always on and you always kind of heard it through the years but you know i've listened to you know other stuff like rock and indian you know the band just like different like uh classic classic rock i guess um country and stuff but i kind of and folk of course so i went from the folk kind of back into the irish stuff and was just like this is this is inside me this makes me feel like nothing else and like this the, the voices are just so moving and they can just sing very earnestly and passionately about like loss and all these things that I end up writing about. So, um, yeah, it was definitely inspiring. And, um, I guess I sound Irish a little bit. So were the songs written into the movie or was, did you have this idea where you wanted to use these songs that you already had and put, and put them in a movie and you sort of wrote a movie around it? Right. Um, it's tricky. I wrote them into the script as I was writing. Ah, so okay. most of most of them I I had just been playing like I never play music in front of anybody besides like my family or at my wedding or something. So um honestly the Irish music got me playing in front of my family more which kind of whatever inspired me or made me feel confident enough to to do this, do Covidanga, but um I'd written I'd written a few of these songs through the years at different times um, and kind of didn't know what they were for. Wasn't, you know, was not a musician, not a recording artist, didn't play live in front of people. So really just to have, just cause I'm a writer or whatever. And I enjoyed it. Um, and then when I basically decided I wanted to make Covidanga, make a movie in this way and, we started to write it and make it about this guy. I was like, "Oh, that's what these songs are for," because like he's he's sitting there by himself. He can't really communicate his emotional perspective um, unless we're using voiceover or something. So the songs were really helpful and appropriate. So it just kind of collided and worked out. But then I had to kind of consider, okay, what's going to work when? You know, why do they fit? I wasn't going to use anything arbitrarily. And then I also wrote a couple more for the movie and um or at least that going down the river song was kind of written during the movie i think or during their writing and or just like around the exact same time and the two bookends the irish songs those i was like okay those were chosen and there for a reason and i think the heaven is real song which is like in the middle and kind of the a little bit of an anchor that when I wrote that and it was about my family and it was like really emotional and stuff, I was like, that made me think. And I, re- I was proud of the song as a song. I, so that, that made me think like, okay, this is all going to be good enough to put out there. Cause it's like, you know, it's a little bit narcissistic. Like I'm not someone who's sold music or whatever. And then to build a whole movie ar- around it, yeah. um, in, in a certain, in certain ways it was, but that's kind of the point and what I was pursuing with the whole movie, like things I was afraid to do, whether it's, you know, be the lead performer in like a feature of my own. I, I'd acted in my own stuff until Beach Pillows where I got, the, you know, all these professionals. But um, 
to really put myself out there with, you know, a little bit of money behind it. And also um, to play music in front of people, to like, you to do these emotional scenes, a lot of the physical stuff. Um, but just, yeah, like push everything to the edges of my, um, just me, like me, my family, my background, um, and like my fears. Um, my, uh, obviously I'm not the character I'm playing, but just kind of the emotional perspective of dealing with some of those questions we talked about, like how do you respond to the inevitable darkness of the world? Yeah, so um, I think with yeah with with all of that, the physicalness and the darkness, and um, you know all of the the, the singing and facing your fears. Is that with a mop. sorry? There's a dance scene with a mop too, which wasn't easy. Yeah. So do you come out? Do you come out of that feeling a bit drained? Yeah, I found, um, you know, I was really impressed and moved by the effort of my um, actors on beach pillows because um, there was a lot of emotional stuff, you know, personal family stuff, like that they were uh, communicating. And um, I was like, yeah, the, you know, the, it, these people are going hard emotionally all day, um, you know, as I knew from being on set and working in production. Um, and you know various arts but um i was really impressed by like like the commitment and kind of aware of the energy it required and what it you know kind of the toll it was taking on a day-to-day basis so but i didn't fully understand it because i'd never played a character with this much range kind of just the full palette of emotions so um and all in one piece so yeah it was really uh, you know, you put you you put a lot of yourself into it, in in order to feel like you're not just BSing. You know, you try to make everything happen for real, and um, and it takes a lot out of you for sure. Especially since you know you, the nature of film production, you shoot things multiple times. So um, it 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 is hard work. It's really emotional, difficult worry. It's fun. I mean, it's it's not digging ditches, but in terms of emotions, um, and you know the physical demand that putting yourself in that headspace requires. It's 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 a lot. I I have a ton of respect for actors and kind of you know most people would hate to give a speech in front of people, right? It's yeah. like the hardest thing you can think of. So it's like it's a variety of that all the time. And it's not just that, but you have to be like, what's the hardest part? You're like, Oh, I hope I don't cry or something. Cause you know, you just can't even talk, but like they're, they're making themselves get in those places. So it's, um, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I can only, uh, imagine. And then it's not what, what we see from, you know, a viewer's point of view, like one guy on a screen, you know, crying or whatever. It's, Right. It's one guy doing all of this with, you know, 20, 30 people around holding mics and cameras and clipboards and all types of shit. Like you've got, you've got all these people and you're, you're, you're sort of putting your whole soul out there. So yeah, I, yeah, I can't imagine trying to, trying to even, uh, yeah, do any of that. 
yeah, it takes a lot of like in in the conditions you're describing it. Um, it take yeah, it takes focus. You know, you have to like not be, you know, thinking about the conversations that people are having. Yeah, you just gotta you gotta be able to get in that zone. And um, it was it was cool. It was cool to do. And um, but it was something I you know I basically painted myself into a corner. If any of this was gonna work, it kind of all had to work. So. Um, you know, um, um, people are responding. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I was sold. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, now you, you mentioned the website, um, at the top of the, the show, is it getting released in, in any theaters? No, I mean, we've, um, no. And that's, you know, a, a choice basically. Um, we, we screened, uh, through the festival, um, process at like a bunch of theaters in Ireland, the UK, Spain, um, Chicago, the Gene Siskel Film Center in Chicago, um, Museum of the Moving Image in New York, and uh, Anthology Film Archives. So like a lot of places that were like dreams to screen at. So I, I, I love seeing movies as a, you know, a communal experience and definitely like cherish the opportunity to do that online, especially something like this that has so many turns and you kind of feel the audience going through it all. But, um, basically as an independent filmmaker, the way films are made and marketed, like you, it's just a, it's a vanity play. Like it's a guaranteed loss if I was going to spend the money to put it, to do like a theatrical run. So, um, so with, Covidanga, because I was able to make it, um, you know, Beach Pillows I made, like, independently and at a, a an efficient and modest budget. Um, but, um, you know, and I think it looked like uh, a, a studio movie or whatever in, in terms of production value, not in terms of aesthetics. But um, so, but I said, okay, I can even get smaller, basically. I said there's, you know, I could get smaller, and that was kind of the purpose of, limiting it to one location and kind of just pushing everything creatively, give, giving yourself restrictions and then um, in order to be as free as possible, I guess. So so I wanted to carry that independence through to distribution and tape and not have like, you know, anything in the way of me being like handing it off to the audience immediately not having an intermediary where i didn't know what was going on kind of thing um so it's just an opportunity for me to learn a lot more and hopefully you know do something that works um because every, you know these these things are consumed in a much different way now mm. and they're and nobody's necessarily figured out like when de- obviously theater the theatrical experience it's it's mostly you know superhero movies um, yeah. that are that are in the multiplex so and then dvds kind of went away so now um you can the, the, it's good and bad like i love physical media and of course i love going to theaters but um the good thing is like anybody in the world can get Kovadanga on the same day um at that site and you can play it on your computer or your phone or your tablet or whatever but you could also play it on your smart TV or Apple TV or whatever your kind of box is. So uh, through Vimeo on demand, which you know is 
in my experience has the best streaming platform and they also let me set the price um i i feel like it's um yeah it's just uh it's a cool way to do it and offer it all at the same spot with the music and all these supplements so i just i knew i didn't have like make it for so much money that we had to like you know i could take a chance uh in the way it was distributed and just kind of as opposed to hand it off at the goal line to somebody who doesn't care as much or uh understand it as much and is just playing a volume game and just dumping these things onto like itunes and amazon and all these platforms who don't give you a great split especially when you're adding a distributor um then uh, yeah, I just figured it it was the time to try something like this. So we'll see. <laughs> but I'm psyched that anybody who wants to see the movie can see it. So that's that's kind of all you're hoping for. Yeah. So and also by virtue of doing it differently, hopefully that can create some noise and interest. Um, but you know, we'll see. What do you think you you learnt from from the process of uh, creating Kovadonga? Um. I just learned that it's a, it was the right thing to follow all of these instincts, like these things that I'd previously been afraid of or maybe make me uncomfortable. Something I didn't mention is just, you know, Beach Pillows has a lot of dialogue. A lot of my previous work relied on a lot of dialogue and people talking. Um, this, I was like, I want to willfully not do that for big portions of the movie um, and just kind of you know, push, t test myself. Um, obviously, I was focused on uh, the way things were visually presented before, but this is kind of, this movie requires some different things. Um, although, you know, Beach Pillows had some suspense and different stuff like that too. But anyway, I just wanted to take all those risks and I learned like it's really rewarding to do what, um, to do those things. It's a kind of, uh, you're thinking about it for a reason. So, just pushing yourself and um it's always rewarding <laughs> so, okay so say uh all right now you've got what you've got a from from my knowledge you've, you've probably got more than this but you've got the short film you you mentioned earlier um and you've got beach pillows and you've got covidonga uh, um, well that that short film that's like one of those goofy no budget internet yeah videos but uh i i did a couple of those or, or and and i i made sure like in the pre-internet era or before you would necessarily put everything on the internet i um you know i made some shorts like a, in college of course i made narrative shorts and um after that in preparation for beach pillows i made kind of a handful of things um of different lengths that um yeah i felt pretty good about but i i've made a lot of stuff and of course i've worked um, on different productions that, you know, weren't my own. So, so having all, all of that experience, what, what advice would you give yourself 10 years ago, knowing now, knowing now what you know today? That's a, uh, it's a good frame of time because basically beach pillows from writing it to shooting it was like 10 years of basically the simple thing and it's uh, it's not novel i think you've maybe heard it before but i just you realize you don't have to ask anybody permission to do these things um you kind of obviously you it's essential that people respond to the material but 
um, that that was something that we established early on with beach pillows because it got optioned, you know, by uh, yeah, quickly by a company I showed it to, and then uh, went in different stages of development with different people, and um, so yeah, if somebody looks at it and doesn't understand it, or you know, you've got to have some sort of sense of that people might want to look at this thing, but um, but really don't. Other than that, other than saying, okay, this is quality, but we've got other ideas and we've got, you know, a process that we require or a mechanism that it has to go through, you just realize it doesn't have, you don't have to do things the way other people have done them. And by not doing them that way, which is the kind of the point of Covidanga, by doing things completely differently um, and just embracing all of the individuality um, of, of approach, of, you know, content, and of even the way you give it to people, um, that cuts through, you know, that's, that's what you have to offer. So why are you going to make something the way other people make it or make the same thing as other people? It's just like do, do it exactly how you, you would do it. And one, we've got the great fortune of all this technology that kind of has allowed for it in a lot of ways. Um, and two, because it, now it's become so crowded with content because of the very reasons I just described. So you're going to need to stand out in order to cut through and reach people. So um, you kind of have to just do it your own way and not wait for anybody else. And uh, just, you know, things aren't, you don't get to uh, a bump in the road and like wait for the bump to flatten or somebody to dig it up. You just navigate it. So you just keep moving forward with, be the thing like never wait for something <laughs> that would be it if okay so if you reach one of those bumps in the road let, uh, let's say that that's like a failure whether it's big or small do you have do you have a favorite failure that you um you know you experienced and you learned something from or you overcame and it, it kind of took you to that next level yeah um you know, the, those I think come more, or at least have for me, in your personal life, like things that, things to do with like family and relationships or stuff like that, mm -hmm. um, or just you know, people just losing people or stuff like that. Where I think that's where you're finding your biggest growth um, because that's you know in terms of the stakes of the game. That's what really matters. Um, but obviously, I care about my work, and I feel like, it, you know, aside from my family, it's my purpose. So I think um, they're, dude, they're like too many to count. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> um, but the thing, you know, something I emphasized as I was, you know, talking to people about, uh, about beach pillows was like, um, something James Joyce said, mistakes are the portals of discovery. So I look at all that stuff as just growth. Like people who are either afraid to make mistakes or admit them in order to correct them and get better from them, those are, that's something I don't want to be. And it, that's, I think, what creates a lot of problems. You, you know, like nobody's, nobody has ever been perfect, um, you know, shy of divinity. So, it's like that's an interesting thing to say after talking about Covidonga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, 
but anyway, um, just really just le- learning. Le- so if you, yeah, do you still feel like you need an example or do you kind of? No, no, that's fine. Months? Okay. <laughs> it's no, no right answers. <laughs> right, right. Um, cause there's a few, there's a few that stick out, but, um, yeah, I mean, the important thing is like, it's never, it's never even really about regret because like, I'm just, you know, I'm grateful to have my kids and my wife and to be able to make these movies that mean so much to me. Um, and you know, and, and have an effect on other people by doing that. So it's, and you know, if anything changes, you never know if that's going to be the case and who knows if the lesson didn't bring you exactly here. So I feel good about everything. Yeah. Um, now do you have, do you have a charity that you support? I support different ones from time to time. Um, you kind of, as the causes spring up. Um, so in terms of like a consistent, my, let me think, um, I've supported a number through the years, but I, uh, Honestly, I don't have enough money to make too much of a dent. Um, like my, my, like our college comes to me for like, you know, alumni giving mm. and like $10 a year is the most I can do. So yeah. if, I give any, yeah, well. if I give to any charity, it's like, you know, 10, 20 um, bucks when there's like a fundraiser and then, um, you know, or one of these hurricanes or something. And then I... Um, you know, I've get like if somebody's my my nieces or nephews or friends are doing like a run for a cause stuff like that, which is is annual for my nieces and nephews anyway. Give like fifty bucks to the YMCA or um, one of these groups. But um, no, certainly I uh, I'd like to be more charitable and God bless everyone who is. Well, we have a we have a game. Uh, I don't think we uh, had this segment. Um, when you were on last time, but St. Jude's, St. Jude's Children's Hospital is one my wife and I have done some volunteering for. St. Jude's, yes, we've actually already, we've played for them. So they're going to, they could possibly get another donation depending on the outcome of this game that we're about to play. Okay. Um, St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Okay. So we've, we've got a segment for every guest. We play a game. Um, for fifty dollars to uh, donate to charity, uh, charity of your choice. So, this game that we're going to play today is called Jessica Beal of Fortune. <laughs> um, I, by the way, can I just t- take a small break? I love all the uh, just the variety of the the pod. Uh, you're you're you fear nothing. So um, you're your own Kovadanga over there in Australia. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's cool. I love it. Thank you. Um, so basically, do you have a, do you have a pen and paper handy? Well, I'd have to I'd have to get them. But yes, very handy. One second. No worries. All right. All right. So um, this would have been better over video, but we had the connection issues. Um, okay. So I'm going to get you to write three three dashes, like basically like it's hangman. So um, it's going to be two, two words. Okay. Two word, three dashes, like, uh, for the letters. I've oh, got it. Yeah. Yep. And then the second word has, 
11, 11 letters. I barely made it on this piece of paper. I didn't account for the 11 letters. Oh. Well. Okay. No, I, I, we, we got it done. All right. So this is how it's going to work. This is this is a Jessica Biel movie. No cheating. Uh, okay. So I'm not allowed to go to her IMDb. No, page, not right? at all. Okay. What's going to happen is you, we're going to start at $50 and each, each letter that you, you can buy letters. And each letter yeah. is going to cost you $5. So depending on where you get to before you can guess the movie is how much money St. Jude's Children's Hospital is going to get from Welcome to the Party. Dude, that's amazing. You're a, you're a saint. <laughs> well, uh, let's, so let's see how you go with the game first. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, is 50 the maximum? Well, 50 would be if you could guess the movie with without no buying way. any letters okay and 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 then from there it goes 45 40 yeah right so okay. you can have a little right. pre-guess if you want um i mean i imagine it's the um it's uh i i, I like me some beale but i'm not thinking of many of her movies right now <laughs> <laughs> there's not many anyway. actors with a name that that rhymes with wheel so we had to <laughs> we had to yeah. go with jessica beale um yeah i'm thinking if i could uh anyway good choice okay so uh i guess i'll see i'd like to give him the 50 and i could cheat and get it but i won't do that to you so i'm gonna go t yeah so the letter t is the first letter of the first word yeah and the last letter of the second word i thought so so i does a guess cost me anything no she doesn't have like a movie, the, the arrangement or something. Do no. Uh, if she does, that's not the movie that I'm thinking of. Okay. Um, is this the one where Adam Sandler pretends to be gay? Nope. That is called. <laughs> What's that? I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. That's a lot of oh, words. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that's a lot of words. Okay. Um, great. Let's keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad. I'm so sorry, St. Jude's. H? H, uh, second letter of the first word. That's it. That's it. Ooh. I've just got no ideas. I'm, I'm, I'm brain dead. And I'm, I want, I'm really good at Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> like, I'm, my wife is impressed. All right, so I just... It's weird to guess what you know is already there. I'm just like hoping it's also. Uh, let's just do E. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the it's the third letter of the first word, and it's not in the second word. Oh, that's awful! I think you did that on purpose. Okay, um, I'm gonna say N, the letter N. Yeah. Um. So it's the one, Ten. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth, eighth letter of the second word. Oh. Hmm. That's weird. So you've got N space space T? Yeah. Wow. This is probably so obvious. Um, hmm. 
I'm just not super familiar with Beale's catalog. Uh, R? Oh, no. No good. Damn it. A? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're at uh, $20. Oh, poor kids. <laughs> They've already got cancer now. We're, we're fucking just piling on. Oh, God help me. It's so, it's so weird. Because there's no context. The is not particularly helpful. No. <laughs> it's really, it's really weird. It's just currently very weird to me that we've got this. N dash dash T. O? Uh, yep, before the N. I? I, yes. So the first letter. Then you've got before the O. And then you've got after the N. Mm, that, that helps. So wait a second. I've got like, I spent all the money. Does it matter if you get one wrong or right? In term, wrong just doesn't help you as much, right? Yeah. You know what? Um, hmm. You're at you're at ten dollars, but I'm thinking of. Oh, I know. I've seen this. The Illusionist. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Ten dollars. Chris Nolan will be the death of me. Actually, that wasn't, that wasn't, I'm sorry. He, he was the prestige. The he was the prestige. Is, um, yeah. That's funny. Who made the illusionist? I uh, forget. I actually don't know. I will look it up right now. It's um, a guy who's made, a guy who's made some other stuff too. Yeah. So. And that was, um, Ed Norton in the illusionist. Ed Norton. Right? Yeah. Uh, the director is Neil Berger, writer and director. Neil Berger. Good job, Neil. <laughs> um, so no money? Ten dollars. Cool, man. That's 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 huge of you. That's Great better stuff. than no, I'm no sorry dollars. I couldn't do better, but you're doing really well. I like that a lot. We've had we've had a few guests that uh that fail the games that we play, so ten dollars is better than no no dollars. Yeah, I think it's very kind of you. Um and I'm glad to have some small part. <laughs> We're trying to uh, become the most charitable podcast worldwide. Really? It's cool. You, and I'm, obviously, you would let all these uh, organizations know because you have to give them the money, right? Yeah, so they, they find out, uh, I guess, um, and we pay, we pay through Welcome to the Potty. So, um, you got to let them know, man. Send their PR department. Be like, hey. I'm doing this for you guys. Yeah. Um, not that you're trying. Not that you're trying to exploit. Um, that's not why you're doing this. But uh, hey, man, if everyone can help each other, and Potty could get more listeners, then you could start giving them more money. Exactly. Then we can start playing with a hundred dollars. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much. Do you want to give one more plug before uh, before we go? Yeah, Covidanga film. It's all there. Anywhere you live. On Halloween, All Hallows, Day of the Dead, Boxing Day. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. If, anyway, October 31st, um, COVIDonga.film. You can watch it on your big flat screen with your great speakers. You'll get the Vimeo app um, on, 
on any of these smart devices. And again, television. Um, but uh, yeah, check out Kovadanga.film. All the songs, tons of music videos and uh, press and stuff like that. And you could see my social handles on there. But I'm Beach Pillows on Twitter, if anybody cares. <laughs> all right well thanks so much for for being on the show again and um i will i'll spread i'll try and help spread the word a bit more about about covid donga i really enjoyed it so um, awesome man it beats the world I, I love to hear what you had to say about it and did you feel like we got what we needed here party wise oh absolutely absolutely that was that was fantastic and uh yeah you had some pretty insightful answers to all, all my questions and yeah it was fun that's what I was trying for, man. Thanks. Yeah. You're the you're great. It's always really uh it's a really great time and I really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, Clay. Oh, and did you get the t-shirt? I did. I did. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it one hundred. It was an XL, which just doesn't quite cut the mustard for me. Ah oh, <laughs> shit. No, I dude, you're not sending another shirt from Australia. I won't I won't I'm I won't allow it. But um I'll send you a mug yeah. or something, something that doesn't need to be a size. Okay. Well I'm a large. Um but it was uh yeah, you don't have to dude, I really appreciate it and it's a beautiful shirt. It's really nice. Soft as baby um, thighs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um so um, what, it was too big? It was too big, yeah. Yeah, it was just too big. I think you know, if an XL is cut like just like a, a little smaller, I think I'm fine. I'm fine, but I'm a I'm a large in everything. It's yeah, great large. Oh well, you can uh, you can give it to a friend and tell him to listen to the Welcome to the Potty podcast. That's right. I can gift it and pay it forward in that way. Uh, yeah, and that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna do. Give um, it to a giant kid at St Jude's. Well, here's the thing. I think I already gave it to Goodwill. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so it's going to work out. Great. <laughs> but that, that doesn't bum you out, right? No, not at all. Because um, yeah, I loved it, but I was like, I was like cleaning up because I've got, you know, just I'm almost a hoarder with clothes because I don't buy a lot. But I'm like, these are my clothes. And my wife and even my mother are just like, get rid of these. And um, so they weren't talking about that shirt, but I was basically doing a big clean and I'm like, trying everything on i'm like oh this sweet potty shirt but it does that doesn't fit me so i guess i'll give it to somebody who can enjoy it um so that's where it's at no problem well uh yeah i'll send you i'll send you over a mug for being on the show again and um uh yeah have you got have you got any other projects coming up no man just focused on this one kovadanga film halloween and uh and then the next movie I look forward to talking to you about it. It's going to be a good one. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks again for being on the show and um, all the best to, to you and your family. Best to you and yours. Thank you so much, Clay. Later on, brother. Thank you. Bye. Riding her bike when she's nine months pregnant to the town. Well, that is me and Sean Hartoffelis on the Welcome to the Party podcast. And what an episode it was. Uh, talking Kovadonga, talking, you know, uh, Jessica Beale of Fortune for the uh, St. Jude's Children's Hospital, talking a bit of family life, talking a bit of, uh, you know, acting with, with Sean's father. 
um, man, I'm sorry for the delay on the uh, episode. We we did think that we had a uh, another special guest coming on the show. Scheduling, scheduling, uh, you know, keeps uh, keeps us on our toes over here at the Welcome to the Potty Podcast. It's all, it's all, you know, it's all on source here at the Welcome to the Potty Podcast. But yo, you heard what Sean said. Halloween, get on Kovadonga.film, download all the music, download the movie. Uh, it's a great watch. It's uh, it's deeper than rap. Make sure you, uh, you're you sitting down, you're ready for it, because uh, you don't want that shit to fly over your heads, man. Um, but yeah, yeah, watch the movie, stay cool, uh, and, um, well, I mean, I know... I know the weather's getting better over here in Adelaide. Old uh, roommate Dan from college will be coming over here. It'll be scorching, hopefully. Um, and uh, uh, so, I mean, when I say stay cool, I guess I mean people in Australia, you know, stay cool. But everybody in uh, America is probably starting to get pretty cold over there. So stay rugged up or something, I guess. Anyway, you know what it is. So welcome to the Potty Podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend, and I fucking mean that shit. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Hit that share button. And we're going to see you uh, in a couple of days. Peace.